What's up? It's your boy Enigma, and have you ever watched a movie you loved from your childhood recently and thought, what the f*** was I thinking? Past and Present is a podcast revisiting those awkward times, asking, does your favorite movie stand the test of time, or is it utter trash now? The latest episode starts now. Ali, Bumaye, Ali, Bumaye, Ali, Bumaye. <laughs> What's up, y'all? It's your boy Enigma back with another past and present episode. And today I want to talk about the Ali movie that came out in 2001. Stars Will Smith as the legendary Muhammad Ali. And looking back at this movie, I remember when it was announced and they were talking about that Will Smith was going to be the main character. I had my reservations. I mean, I've seen Will Smith do some dramatic acting on Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, but I just didn't know if he'd be able to pull this off. And the reason is because we all know that Will is kind of a goofy guy. You know, he's an action star now, but... You know, he just had this goofy demeanor, and I really didn't take it seriously. I thought he was going to make a mockery of the legendary Muhammad Ali, and thankfully he didn't. It was probably one of his best acting roles. Um, This movie takes place, it starts off at the Sonny Liston fight, the first one, and it ends with the George Foreman fight. So you get a lot of what's going on in Ali's life between that time frame, including when he was supposed to be drafted in the military and he didn't go and they basically stripped him, wouldn't allow him to fight. So you got to see a lot of that background in here and also what was going on throughout that time with the civil rights movement with uh, Malcolm X. You get to see him a little bit in the movie and then you see where... Martin Luther King Jr. was assassinated as well. So you, there's a lot that goes on in this movie. And I really did enjoy it when it first came out. But since this is a past and present episode, let's go ahead and dip in to 2001 and talk about what I thought of this movie when I was younger. Past. So I can't remember... If I went to theaters to see this, I want to say I did. I I can't really recall exactly when I saw it. But one of the things, like I said, I I just really, I know I didn't rush and go see it. Like this wasn't something I had to go see on day one. And it was because I thought Will Smith would just make a joke or a mockery of the character. And when I finally did see it, one of the things that just made this movie stand out to me was you know Will Smith's acting I mean I thought he did a fabulous job he did the Ali you know perfectly in my opinion you know and again it's it's kind of hard to say how well he did I mean Ali himself said he did a good job so I mean you can't really complain with that or argue with that but you know it, it can't be said that the way that Will Smith portrayed Ali throughout the film was good. I mean, you really saw a lot of that Ali, the Ali whole trope and act when he needed it. But then when you see him talking to his wife or just talking to his father or whoever, 
you saw just the normal Ali, the part that you really didn't see in the real world. And I think Will Smith did a fabulous job with that. One thing I also liked about this movie when I was younger as well is I liked how it was shot. Now, you've seen some of the boxing scenes in movies like Rocky, for example, where the boxing is atrocious. It's one of the, <laughs> you're punching air half the time. You know, copy box numbers were about 85 to 90% lands of punches. This movie actually took the time to make boxing look like what boxing really looked like. Like every punch wasn't landing. Every punch was blocked. There was, well, not every punch, but a lot of punches were blocked. There were a lot of missed punches. You could really see the copy box numbers on there. Now, they may have hyped it up a little more just for movie purposes, but for the most part, they did a good job showing actual boxing. You know, you showed the footwork. You zoomed in on the footwork and the shuffling of the feet. And you, you see a lot of, you know, Ali ducking and dodging uh, punches and things like that. And I really appreciated that. I'm like, okay. And then there was a shot. They had several shots of this. It kind of looked awkward in the film when you put it all together. But it was actually pretty good shots. I guess the camera was on the fighter's head. And you got to see that first person type camera. And you could tell they really... As far as the, the quality of the camera, it wasn't as good as the rest of the film, but it was still a nice shot to see like that. So the cinematography in this movie, I thought was excellent. I remember thinking that I was like, wow, I, I really like how they shot this movie. And not only was the cinematography good, but you had a lot of the storytelling was, you know, exceptional, too. So, like I said, we start off basically um, between 1964 outside of flashbacks. Okay, so they did have a couple of flashbacks in the film. But you start off with the Sonny Liston fight where Ali shocked the world and beat Sonny Liston and what became the champion or the title holder, whatever they call it in boxing now. I don't know. But he became the world heavyweight champion. And this was also around the time where he changed from Cassius Clay to Muhammad Ali. So we got to see that. We got to see the whole one night in Miami, I guess, because you had Sam Cooke was there. You had Malcolm X was there. You had Jim Brown was there. So you, you had all these characters. So obviously something happened throughout that time. Regina King made the the screenplay into a actual film and it was nice to kind of see all those guys together but you know a lot of it took place during the civil rights movement and i like that you know really to see that ali went through all of this i mean you knew he did obviously because he was there and he wasn't as involved with it as at least from what the movie showed he wasn't as involved with it but it was still a backdrop it was still in the back of his mind it was still a concern of being a black man in america which is what actually transpired and stopped him from wanting to go to vietnam i mean one of the things he said in the movie was you all won't fight for me here and you want me to go fight your war you know the Viet Cong didn't do anything to me and that's what made this whole thing with Ali, and, and there's still some people out there now, I promise you, that are older people, probably the go woke and go broke folks who y'all know I can't stand, but there are people out there that call him a draft dodger, 
and they still don't respect him. And what people don't realize is Ali wasn't even well-liked even before all of that. There was a lot of people who didn't like his cockiness, his brashness, thought he was a loud mouth and things like that. And, you know, they it's basically the the old school shut up and dribble <laughs> type thing. Like they said with LeBron now, shut up and dribble. They really wanted to tell Ali, shut up and box. They didn't want him to be the champion because they knew if he was, you'd have to hear more and more of him. And a lot of people didn't like him before all of that. They didn't like him when he was Cassius Clay. So this hatred towards him, it was, it was way back. It had nothing to do with him dodging the draft. This was just something that people just didn't like about this man. So throughout the film... He basically dodges the draft, according to some people, but he refuses to be inducted into the army. And, of course, there's a lengthy trial. You know, they're trying to send this man to jail. They stripped him of his title, basically milking his money. They didn't want him fighting. They basically tried to break this man in his prime. And think about that. Ali had a lot left, and <laughs> in his prime, he lost some years over this foolishness so just imagine had Ali been able to fight throughout his entire prime you know we already call him the greatest of all time but he might have even been greater had he been able to actually partake in the fighting throughout those years that he wasn't and you see a man who is standing by his principles and willing to go to jail and you know he eventually won, thank goodness. But I will say this about this, and this is one of the things I was thinking about even when I watched it when I was younger. He was able to do this because he's the heavyweight champion of the world. A regular Joe, like me, would not have been so lucky. I could have said, I'm not doing that. You know, I am not the Viet Cong didn't do anything to me. Y'all won't fight for me, but I'm average Joe. I would have been locked up in jail for, I believe it was five years that they were trying to get him. So don't get it twisted. Ali was able to do this. Kevin, or Enigma, would not have been able to. So I'm just throwing that out there. Anyways, he was allowed to get his um, boxing license back. He took on Quarry, beat him down. Then he had to fight uh, Smoking Joe Frazier. Now, there was a scene in here. I was going to mention this in the present portion of this, but I'll talk about it here too because it's the same thing that jumped out at me when I watched it when I was younger. Joe Frazier and Ali hated each other. They really hated each other. And there's a scene in there when Ali meets up with him in Philly and talks to him, trying to get him to agree to a match. And Joe asked him, you know, did you need money or anything like that? And Ali was like, no, I'm cool. And it was like, wait a minute, I thought these guys hated each other. Why would Joe reach out and try to help? I don't even know if this part of the movie is true. It seems to me like it would be because I think whoever made the movie wanted to show that there were some things behind the scenes that was going on that we really didn't know. And I did some research and really couldn't find a definitive answer on if that actually happened or not. But this is also before they really knew each other, too. So maybe they were kind of friendly in the beginning before all the hatred and everything, you know, came out afterwards. But I don't know. It was just a strange scene, in my opinion. I got to say my favorite scene when I was younger. 
I forgot the fighter that he did this to. Um, so forgive me. But there was the fighter that called him Cassius, and Ali got mad and said, I never wanted to whoop a man so bad. And he beat the hell out this dude throughout the match, telling him to say my name. Say my name. That was just awesome. I enjoyed that. And I, when I watched it recently, I enjoyed that scene still, too. It's still a great, great scene. But overall, when I was younger, I enjoyed this movie. I thought Will Smith did an exceptional job. It was a fun movie. You really got to see a lot of the history and the background of everything that was going on at that time. And I thought it was an exceptional movie. So bravo, Will Smith. Bravo. So that was then. Let's talk about some of the things that I thought about when I watched it recently. Present. Alright, so the first thing I thought of is when the movie came on, they had a couple flashbacks and there was a young Ali who was looking at the newspaper about Emmett Till and everything that happened there. So, you know, like I said, you know that a lot of that civil rights stuff was still going on and they showed him a young Ali. And that young Ali was actually Randy from The Wire. <laughs> I'm like, look at little Randy. You know, now, of course, The Wire hadn't been out then. Or if it had, it was probably in the earlier seasons. But, yeah, there was a little Randy Wagstaff um, <laughs> played uh, young Ali. So I thought that was pretty good. Um, again, I, I still enjoy the whole civil rights thing playing in the background. But one thing I didn't mention before is the soundtrack so let's talk about how to use music throughout this film this was so great i mean i even had the soundtrack so i know how great the soundtrack was and just how it came on you have sam cook singing and it was really just the way they set it up throughout the movie a lot of the music was just put perfectly throughout the themes and you know even r kelly with all his issues had a couple tracks on there. Now, his Hold On, that was a song that I really loved because it was a song that really got me through a lot of struggles way back when. It was a great song. Now, the world's greatest song is a little corny now. Uh, when it came out, it was okay, but it was a little corny. I remember my daughter's uh, elementary <laughs> school uh, when they graduated, when she graduated from fifth grade, they had to sing the song. It was a little corny, you know, but... It is what it is, you know, this is before, well, I wouldn't say before we knew about R. Kelly. I think we all really knew about R. Kelly. We just decided to ignore. <laughs> but other than that, I mean, the soundtrack itself was exceptional. I still play some of those songs today. Um, but yeah, great, great soundtrack. Amazing cast. I mean, we already talked about how great Will Smith was, but there were a lot of good people in this film, including Jamie Foxx, which I really, I'm not going to spend too much time talking about it, but yeah, they really did a job on Jamie Foxx, you know, with the balding head and the way he looked. Uh, they, they did a good job, but yeah, this was, this was a great movie, a great cast, you know, everything was great about it. Um, again, I love the boxing style. Now, keep in mind, I had just watched Rocky uh, prior to that. I don't know how I started watching all these boxing movies. And to go from that fighting style in Rocky to the fighting style in this movie, it's like opposite ends of the earth. It's just much better in this movie. And so I really enjoyed it. It's visually stunning, like I talked about, but one thing I didn't mention, and I, I noticed um, 
when I watched it recently. And I probably noticed it before then, but I really didn't know how significant it was. When they basically, there were certain like photos that we had of Ali in real life. And when Ali did those photos, they would slow it down and show the flash. Like this is where we got the picture from. They made it a point to point out those significant moments with the flash, a little slowdown and, you know, just to show this is where the photo came from. Like when Ali first won against Sonny Liston and he had his mouth open, you know, we all seen that there was a flash of that. There was a flash when he was yelling at one of the boxers to get up and had this, you know, flexing his muscle and this and that. It was exceptional. They really took the time to say, hey, we're going to point out these historical photos in the movie. And a lot of times it was a little slowdown and a flash kind of that would show. And it's a blink blink and you'll miss it moment. But I thought that it was very, very good. One other thing I noticed, too, is the nation... And I don't know how much of this, again, this may be one of those subjective matters, but the nation really used Ali and maybe he realized it later in life. I don't know, you know, but in the movie, they really used him. All of a sudden, he's a heavyweight champion of the world. He has the attention of the public and here comes the nation. Well, they were there in the background, but now all of a sudden, you know, he's going to be called Muhammad Ali and he's a big thing. And they love having their big people, similar to what they did to Malcolm X, too, in my opinion, until he started saying things that they didn't want to hear or they didn't want the world to know. Ali had mentioned that he's broke. And the next thing you know, he's being suspended. And then Ali gets his license back, beats Quarry, and they're setting up the fight for Frazier. And here comes the must. I mean, it was just really so... You know, even his wife pointed it out, like, you really need to get some other people around you. These people come out of the blue, they lifted your suspension. Oh, soon as he becomes, you know, free from his bonds and everything, now all of a sudden y'all want to come around. Oh, you know, and I was with his wife. I'm like, bruh, how can you not see that? But Ali went, jumped right back in bed with him. You know, nobody said he was the smartest person in the world, but... You know, they used you, they tried to silence you, and then all of a sudden, when you're back on your way up, here they come trying to get their piece of the pie. Um, Another moment in the movie I noticed that I kind of noticed when I was younger, but I really didn't pay much attention until recently. So, they didn't use narration too much in this movie, but there's a couple of lines. Like the the time they used it when he was trying to fight Joe Frazier and he's trying to talk himself like, you know, this punch is coming, need to duck or, you know, whatever he was saying. I can't remember exactly what he was saying then, but that kind of made sense. You know, it's like his mind is working, but his body's just not responding like it should. But the one that really did, I didn't understand was the one where he said, You shouldn't have quarreled with Elijah Muhammad. So that's basically said like in a narration form, like he's thinking about it. And then all of a sudden he says it to Malcolm. And I really didn't understand the significance of that. Like, why didn't they just have him say it? I don't know why they had to echo it in his mind. Because like I said, they didn't really use narration like that throughout the movie. So it was just kind of odd. It was just an odd portion of the movie that I really didn't understand why they decided to go with that. I do like that they showed the FBI watching the black leaders. And it's like, 
oh, we need to watch this man now. And I mean, what did Ali really do to have them watch him? What did any of them really do? You know, Ali wasn't leading any revolutions. He wasn't doing, he wasn't out there like Malcolm X, for example, or Martin Luther King Jr., even though they shouldn't have really been watched either. But, you know, you really saw the feds in the background watching, you know, starting to watch what he did too, which is kind of crazy. I mean, you know, back in those days, the civil rights thing, there was a lot going on and it's really sad the way that it's gone because, you know, a lot of people lost their lives and lost their freedoms throughout that time. And for some reason, I don't know, it, it just really bothers me that they were just watching people for no reason. And all they were trying to do was just really just get equal rights. It's like, God, you have to have the whole FBI watching people for that, you know, but that's another discussion for another time. What is a discussion for this time is... Will Smith and Jada Pinkett. Now, when I first watched this movie, obviously I didn't care about it. You know, Jada was in the movie. That's, you know, his wife. Who cares? You know, Nicole Kidman and Tom Cruise did the same thing in Eyes Wide Shut, which is a movie that I probably need to do a past and present review on (laughs) because it's a classic to me. But anyway, now after the Oscar slap, It really took me out of the movie just to see them. For the first time, I didn't see Ali. I saw Will Smith and Jada. (laughs) And when you watch it now, it's just, I don't know. The the whole Oscar slap thing, that's going to follow Will to his grave. I understand what happened. He flipped out and he's apologized for it and everything. And it's one of those things that you're just not going to forget. I think he needs to keep producing movies and eventually it'll be forgotten. But, you know, it really did take me out of the movie watching it recently, seeing those two together. Jada played his first wife in the movie. And, you know, we all know the situation there. But, yeah, it it takes you out of reality now. So... That's just me anyway. Some people may decide, may watch it and be like, oh, it's not a big deal. But yeah, to me, it kind of took me out of it. Another thing I wanted to point out is the brutality of Malcolm's assassination. It never gets old. I think Spike Lee's Malcolm X movie did it best. But it's just like, goodness, they really killed this man like this in front of his family, in front of, you know, a lot of people. Just wow. And for some reason, we still haven't gotten to the bottom of it. As far as a lot of people think the nation did it. Some people think the U.S. government did it. It's like, who really did it? You know, and I've read a whole bunch of things. They're not really saying much, but there's a lot of suspected things with the nation is a part of that. And I just don't see how people stayed with the nation after that because that was Malcolm X. He was one of our leaders. And for some reason, you know, he wasn't under their thumb anymore. So let's go ahead and take this man out. So I'm a firm believer that the nation did cause that, but it could very well have been the government too. Remember, they were watching. So if you're watching that hard, how did you not figure this out? So I don't know. It it was always a shady thing behind that assassination. And I've read a lot of different theories and stuff like that. But, you know, it is what it is. But, yeah, every time they show his death, on film it's brutal and it never gets old one other thing that this movie really showed me is ali is horrible with women and 
again, I don't really look into too much of Ali's history with all his wives and things like that, but he is very horrible with women. So he had Jada, who was the first wife, and, you know, he kind of flipped out on her and got married to her and then was like, okay, what do I need to do to get out of that marriage? Then his second wife, um, I can't think of the actress name, but his second wife was probably his best wife in the film. And well, she had the most screen time, I guess, with him. And he eventually started liking this other light-skinned woman at the end of the movie. And when his wife confronts him about it, she even asks him, do you love her? And he says, I don't know. I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm like, man, he's very honest, isn't he? He's like, I don't know. How can you not? Oh, my goodness, Ali. And, you know, nobody said he was a perfect man, but goodness, he, he just seems like he was horrible with women. And, you know, eventually he divorced her, as they showed in the little credits after, and he married the other woman who he eventually divorced as well, too. I don't know how many wives Ali had. I think he had about four or five, but, yeah, Ali was just not the greatest man. <laughs> he may have been the greatest boxer, but not the greatest Oh, man, when it comes to women. And then the only thing else I'll point out that I noticed is the rain at the end after he beat Foreman. He really, that didn't happen like that. They said they had a big storm after the fight that was flooding the rooms and all that. But it didn't happen like it did in the movie. And obviously, you know, everything in this movie didn't happen. One thing I did fail to mention, though, is when Ali was training out in Zaire, he, you know, took a turn and walk through the actual hood you know he wasn't walking towards the or doing the training um you know route that he was supposed to he ended up taking a turn and going into the hood and actually seeing the actual people and seeing how they live i was watching a documentary prior to this and it said ali had said something like that the black people there are the real fighters because they're living through something that the people in America just the black people in America just can't fathom you know figuring that the black people in America are weak compared to those out in Africa who are ones who are struggling the ones who are really really struggling you know and I think a lot of times in America we really forget that that hey you know in America yeah, it's hard being black, obviously, with the whole racial thing, the cops, and all the other discrimination things that we go to. But to see how the other side is living, like in Africa and all those other foreign countries, you know, what we're going through is nothing compared to what they're going through. And I think Ali realized that when he was making that run, and he was just looking around trying to take it all in and it was just a great scene again the cinematography was great it was visually he didn't really have to say much all you can just do is just look around and see that and you know i thought that was a good touch at the end of the well towards the end of the movie so very good um my favorite scene now is probably the foreman fight because you know, he had so much riding on it. It just, when you look at it now and everything that he had been through, he had a lot riding on this fight. And for him to overcome adversity after all these years and take his belt back and become, reclaim his 
title, reclaim his, you know, being the best of all time. That was a long journey, and it really felt different looking at it now. Just like, yeah, he went through a lot, and to be able to to retain, well, not retain, but regain his title, I thought was just an awesome scene. I liked how it was shot. He was basically going against a bigger and better opponent and just outthunk him with the whole rope-a-dope thing, and it worked. So I think that's my favorite scene now, just watching it recently, but... Has this movie stood the test of time? Abso-freaking-lutely. This is still a great movie. Now, the only thing that hasn't stood the test of time is the whole Will and Jada thing. <laughs> if they can just delete that part of the movie and just move on, just don't even mention his first wife, and just kind of just let the rest of the movie play, I think the movie is still as great as it was when it first came out. It really showed that Will Smith has the ability to be an exceptional actor and he's been an exceptional actor since then but i think this one was the one that brought him the respect from his peers i remember samuel jackson was complaining about rappers and all these other entertainers becoming actors thinking you know it's watering down the industry and when he was asked about will smith he said well will smith was the exception because of this film. He said Will Smith is one of the few people who actually can act. So he got a lot of respect off of this film. And, you know, again, I will watch this film anytime because it's still a very, very good film. So what did you think about Ali? Do you like it? Do you think it's dumb now because of Will Smith's slap? Let me know in the comments below. And as always, if you want to check out some of my creative work, hit me up on www.enigmakid.com. That's www.enigmakid.com. It's your boy, Enigma, signing off. Deuces. Deuces.